Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. And now, here are your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Hey, hey, hey. Look at that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Shazam. I had a, I don't, I don't know if anyone from Spotify listens to this podcast, but... I doubt it, but I have an idea for Spotify. Okay, Shazam, right? You 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 hold the thing up to your to whatever song's playing. It yeah. tells you what the song is. Yeah. Well, like, why not? If you're in Spotify, if you if you know how to make stuff in Spotify, why couldn't you code it so that you can hold it up and just you know figure out what song it is and then add it to a playlist? Boom, you've got it right there, so you can listen to it now. So like like a mix of Shazam and Spotify. Yeah. So, so kind of like you hear a song and you're like, I really like that song. You mm-hmm. hold it up. Now it's in your Spotify yeah. playlist. Yep, yeah. Man. I heard of this new app. I haven't really looked into it at all. So I know next to nothing about it, but it's called Milk. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they're, like they're the mustache. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like a milk mustache. <laughs> right. Like the, the white thing that you drink. Um, uh, they're dubbing it as the new way to listen to music. It's called Milk. Hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be this app that basically like it knows what you like. And again, I, I don't really know anything about it, but apparently it, it it's intuitive. It knows what you like and then it, it, it plays what you like. So I, it kind of sounds like Pandora to me. I, I'm not buying it. I don't believe it. It Those things never work. Yeah. It, it, it says Pandora doesn't work. It, it says that it knows what you like. And, um, I, like, I guess, uh, I guess the difference between that and Pandora, I, I think if I remember, like you can create a playlist uh, and based on selections of songs that you should be able to like. So you discover new music, you listen to favorites, you listen to old music, and and then you can skip as often as you want. But it's called Milk. I haven't even looked at it, so check okay, it so, out. So here's my Pandora rant. Here we go. Because... Like they use these these genres, right? Right. Melanie uses Pandora yeah. all the time. I use we use Pandora at home. It's fine, you know, when you just want some some background music. Sure. You don't really care. But if I'm like if I'm wanting to listen to s- some music, I usually have something fairly specific, like a, a, a specific genre in mind. And so, like um, for instance, I like Frank Sinatra. I've always been a big Frankie fan, right? And so when I turn on Frank Sinatra, I want I want Frank Sinatra and other guys like Frank Sinatra. What kind of stuff do you end up getting on Pandora? Yeah, so like they start bringing in like the Bee Gees <laughs> and like this other stuff that's like how and what in what universe is the Bee Gees <laughs> like Anywhere Frank remotely Sinatra? Close. Yeah, it's <laughs> because it's you know it's a genre of the time or whatever you know blah uh, blah blah, funny. blah. But like like you start and it's really hard for Christian music because they just basically lump it all into one religious. Big category. Yeah, it's all just anything. And so if religious. you want to listen to like to like a specific genre of worship music, 
then you you don't have a shot at any, finding any other songs. You're gonna like you'll you'll turn on Elevation Worship, right? And then and then the next song that pops up is Michael W. Smith. It's like, well, in our minds, we know that they're not similar, but in the big genre of of worship of Chris, Christian music, Christian and gospel, whatever, it's all the same to them. So uh, yeah, so Melanie, Melanie she she likes to have on you know like really kind of um, uh, easy, light, relaxing. So like mm-hmm. she's got like a Christy Knuckles and like a Carrie Job, mm-hmm. uh, you know, radio station, um, but like. Probably after one or two songs, all of a sudden she gets Hill songs, and she hates Hill songs. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's like, "Why do I keep getting Hill songs right. on I here?" Mean, like, it's like I've I've wanted I've wanted to put up on Facebook, but you know, it's it's a little too whiny to say. But like, like Pandora, I want my station back. You know, she's <laughs> like, "You make a station, and like if you don't hit that that thumbs down button when something totally off the wall comes up, like four songs later, you're listening to an entirely different station than you started off with. Yeah, and you have to go funny. start from scratch." But, uh, there we go. First world problems, yeah. <laughs> Pandora. Um, but uh, yeah, so here we are, Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast, episode one thirty two. Have some news for you. Here we go. Um, I don't think even Kevin knows about this news what? yet because your your uh, Worship Ministry Catalyst email has not been working. Oh really? And so um, uh, we talked about the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, Frequency FM, and um, right, and the guys over there, and I met with with one of them. Um, they do they do their podcast on Skype. So uh, Joe was here local, Joe Brookhouse, and then Dan lives over in Canada somewhere. And you know, for me, it's all the same. So I'm sorry if I offended you with that, Dan. <laughs> but you know, he's up in Canada somewhere. I think he's over actually on uh, uh, kind of Montreal on the east area, side. If I remember, remember no, it's a uh, PEI. He's always putting stuff about PEI, and I can't remember what it stands for. But. Oh. Um, Anyway, so uh, Joe and I got together for lunch, of, you know, I guess it'd be about two months ago now, a month and a half ago. I'm like, hey, we should we should do like, a, I, I don't know what we called it, but just like, let's both like, let's let's get together. Let's record a, a podcast with all four of us. Hello. And then we both put the episode on our podcast and, you know, just kind of like cross pollinate the podcast. It, it, a it's like bit. a crossover episode. Yeah, like yeah. when, uh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. A crossover. Yeah, it's totally a crossover. Yeah, and so uh, so as soon as we can figure out a time when all four of us can get get together, we're going to be doing nice. that and uh, and cross crossing over <laughs> podcast cross pollinating podcast. But yeah, so so be looking forward to that. Um, but then, um, if you're tuning into this episode, episode one thirty two, you're going to want to go back and listen to episode one thirty one. Yeah, yeah. That, that gives you the foundation of everything we're about ready to talk about um, when it comes to comes to worship and i just i kind of want to start off before you get into the worship thing yeah just with with some of some of my big you know i'm kind of a like a a conspiracy theory kind of guy like big you know big (laughs) uh big things are happening and um but but i really think this and i i could be proven wrong if i'm wrong you know you can you can call me out on it later but um i think i think we're kind of heading down the road towards a worship revolution Revolution, and, and what I mean by that is, I think the and uh, we've we've tried to make a point about this the whole time through this podcast, the whole time we've been meeting, that it's not about the production, 
it's not about the performance, right? We, we've said that a whole mm-hmm. bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And we've tried to make it clear every time uh, that we've that we've talked about worship at length that that you need to do what what leads your people to to glorify God. That's that's kind of been kind of the the baseline of our talk when we, when it comes to worship. And but I think I think there's a, a growing distaste, kind of a, a growing uh, even spite for the performance based big production like the really polished yeah like where where the show is more important mm. than than your heart and your heart's response to god and so um so i, I think and you know, i think that that fits in really well with what we're about to talk about with with your experience down there but you know i just for 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 this episode of the podcast maybe something to just think about as we're kind of talking through you know have we bought into that that show mentality too much have we bought in too much to that performance idea that that we're not actually leading people to glorify god anymore we're just trying to do the best music we possibly can mm. and and that's the most important thing because i think if we do that if we're if we're more concerned about the production whether it's the lights or the video or or the music we're doing and we've actually lost focus of the creator that we're supposed to be worshiping, then our focus is on the creation of music and not the creator himself. So so kind of keep that in mind as we talk about worship with uh, across the border. Yeah, cross-cultural. yeah. Cross-cultural worship, yeah. So no, good words, you know. And I mean, it's interesting because... Um, you know, I mean, really, it was only a few episodes ago we were talking about in ear monitors mm-hmm. and stuff, and, and and you know, and yeah, we've been we've been using those in our church and using click tracks every time, and and, and yeah, that's there's been, nothing wrong with no, with and, that. and it's been yeah, going it's yeah. been going really good. Um, but I, I think it's also is good and healthy even to have kind of um both to understand both sides of the equation. So you know, there anytime you lean too far on one extreme you're you're in danger mm-hmm. right like you can you can go so far on the performance extreme that you know everything you know that that you're you know it's not just about uh click tracks and in-ears you know it's about like being completely perfect and and playing you know cd quality mu- you know music with you know the lights and everything's mm-hmm. choreographed you know mm-hmm. and um uh, and you choreograph the Holy Spirit's presence right and, out of and your you, gatherings. Yeah, and you chore- <laughs> and you uh, you're like, and at the at the two minute uh, at the two minute mark, we're going to introduce the Spirit of God into and the room. Jesus and, is going to show up at two um, minutes and forty three seconds. So you know, wait obviously, obviously, we're wait for it. Jesus, obviously, you know, being facetious here, uh, you know, but that that's the one extreme, and then the other extreme is like, ah, you know, let's just let's just get up on stage and see what happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, let's just get up on stage and like, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you have a guitar somewhere? Uh, is it in tune? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Worship's all about going with the flow and like, you know, wherever the spirit leads you, then that's what you're supposed to do that day. You know? So, so there's, there's two extremes there. And, um, you know, again, a few episodes ago, we were talking about in-ears and click tracks, and we've been using them at Laurelwood, um, and it's been really great for us. It's been really helpful for our drummers, especially mm-hmm. some of the younger drummers who have a hard time staying at, at a consistent tempo. But it's so interesting because, um, so I guess it's been uh, a little a little over two weeks now, I was in the Dominican Republic on a mission trip with my church. And we talked about it last episode. Make sure you listen to episode 131. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
one of the things I had the privilege of doing was working with um, some of the musicians there at the local church. So we we spent a week uh, in in um, uh, in in Barahona, which is like a little kind of coastal community um, uh, near the Haitian border. And uh, we worked at this church, and we did lots of things. Like we we helped with a work project, like building this kind of a wall uh, to provide security. Um, we did a vacation Bible school with the the young kids there. Um, and then we actually worked with the church, uh, you know, um, helped them with, like with their Sunday service, you know, did some stuff. Um, and, and I, I got to be part of the worship team. Um, I got to, to work and meet some of the, the musicians there. And a lot of the musicians who are at this church are from the Compassion Project. So the way Compassion International works, uh, uh, the, this, the trip we did was a Compassion trip where we met our sponsor kids and, my wife and I sponsor a child in the Dominican Republic. Got to meet him. It was awesome. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but um, the way that compassion works, compassion exists um, to work and serve out of the local church. Uh, like like that. That's what they're all about, you know. And and they're very adamant that unless there's a local church in that community, then there will not be a compassion project. You know, so they they don't do sponsorship programs or anything, uh, at, unless it's through a local church. Hmm. And so, um, and it's really cool because you know, compassion's motto, their theme or tagline or vision or whatever it is, is um, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And so they really believe strongly that in order to release children from poverty in Jesus' name, there needs to be the presence of Jesus right, right, yeah. uh, in the community. And and so so the, the way it works is you have this church, which was the church that we were uh, working and serving at, and then you have this compassion project, and they're right next door to each other, but they're all kind of one entity, you know? And so a lot of the kids that are sponsor kids um, some of the older, you know, uh, teenage boys that are sponsor kids with compassion, they they all go to the church. Uh, you know, they they serve in the church, and um, so th- these were the kids I was working with. You know, a lot of fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year old boys, um, and then some uh, adults also, mm-hmm. some adult musicians. So, um, but you know, a couple observations cross culturally. The biggest thing I realized is. America uh, worship, American worship, American music is so like um, uh, neat and, you know, in a box and, and very kind of polished, you know, um, and, and and even, you know, even my worship, like at my church, which, you know, we're, we're not like some, you know, we're not some big like band, you know, we're not like the Chris Tomlin band or mm-hmm. anything. Um, but I just realized that, that I have very much a mentality of, okay, this is the arrangement. Uh, this is the way the song is. Um, it, you know, it, it is a nice like four and a half minute package uh, with a verse, you know, or an intro, a verse, a chorus, a verse two, a chorus, a bridge, a breakdown chorus. You know, mm-hmm. um, but what what's amazing there is their music is anything but that. Uh, it was so cool to watch, like the way they do music there. At, at least in that church, I, I don't know if this is universal in all mm-hmm. Dominican Republic, but at that church we were at, basically what happens is you have a singer and they just start singing a song, <laughs> like and I mean they don't know what key it is, 
you know, I mean, they just started singing a song, and it's in Spanish. You know, I, I can't, I can't sing or speak Spanish, but you know, they'll, they'll just kind of lay it all out, you know, um, and 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 then like like you know, uh, the the band will kind of pick up, you know. So there, there's like a guy on bass, there's a guy on guitar, and they have like a little keyboard, and then they have like um, uh, drums and congas and percussion mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and and they'll all kind of just start filling in and and then they'll just kind of pick it up and you know a lot of times like it's not really pretty and a lot of times like it takes a little while to get there mm-hmm. um but then they get it and then they get this groove and then the song goes on for about 10 minutes you know <laughs> um but i mean it was so fun man it was so fun to be a part of that and um uh you know to 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 play with them to uh to kind of you know worship with them i mean i didn't know the words i didn't know what we were singing but man we were all just like smiling and jamming and we're like mm-hmm. looking at each other like yeah you know <laughs> and 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 uh, and then like everyone in the congregation i mean everyone is just like you know dancing and celebrating and worshiping and there's such a a, a freedom mm-hmm. you know which is ironic because they have very little uh you know um like one one of the days that we were there, there was no power, which is pretty typical in the Dominican Republic. Lot lots of power issues because there isn't very good power infrastructure in mm-hmm. place, and so you know no power. You know there's no power for about an hour, um, uh, and you know and and they just kind of made do with it, mm-hmm. and uh, then the power comes back on. It's like <laughs> oh, and here we go, we're back on. Mm-hmm. You know. And anyway, it, it was just, it was fun. It was, um, uh, it was really interesting to, to kind of have that different non-American perspective of let's just go and start singing the song and then we'll see if we can figure it out and then we'll play it for 10 minutes and we'll just dance and we'll celebrate. And um, do they know like keys and stuff like that? Do they know? Yeah. Like- and, and so, and so that, that's my, my second takeaway was, um, I was so amazed at their natural musical ability. Like the Dominican people, again, at least in the church I was at, which I don't know if that's universal for all Dominicans, but um, they, these guys are just like so crazy talented, Hmm. like naturally rhythmic, naturally gifted. But here's the thing. They have absolutely no technical ability at all. Like they don't know notes they don't know keys. They don't know chords. It is 100% by ear. 100% by ear. Like, I brought some music with me, like some chord charts. I printed some Spanish chord charts, and I, I brought them, uh, you know, with me. Just, like, I thought it'd be fun for us to jam together. And they have no idea what, like, <laughs> like they, they see A, and yeah. they don't even know what the note A is, right. let alone yeah. the chord A. Mm-hmm. Um and and the uh and it depends also on the musician like there was an older guy that played guitar and and he he actually knew a few chords and stuff um but yeah especially when it came to keyboard stuff uh the the people that were playing keyboard i mean like like it's literally like like they're they're playing they're playing like with three fingers you know instead of uh um uh well one three five yeah yeah, yeah. I was trying to. I, I was trying to show you guys, but my microphone isn't a video camera, yeah, my so microphone's not picking up video too well. Today, yeah. So. No. So yeah. Instead of like a piano player, I play like you know one three five three one. You know. So like th- those are my chords. They're they're using like their index finger, their middle finger, and their ring finger. Like two. You know two three four three D. <laughs> you know, and, and they're like using that for notes, or or maybe they're just like playing two notes at a time. You know, and 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 so. I mean, absolutely no technical ability, mm-hmm. like, um, but man, these guys can play 
so good, <laughs> so talented. There is this one kid on the base. I mean, he couldn't have been older than 14. Probably probably rival some of the best bass players I've played with. Uh-huh. And, and I'm, you know, not not like I'm not like I'm playing with amazing bass players, but you know, I I've, I've played with my fair share of, of musicians and mm-hmm. I've played with some really good bass players. And this guy was insane, man. Like this all over the place like and he knew what he was doing, but like if you ask him to play an E and and like even tuning, like they don't even know how to tune the things, you know? So I spent some time showing them how to tune instruments. I bought some tuners, brought them over. I bought some new strings for their guitars, you know, because um, like on one of their guitars, uh, you know, instead of like uh, instead of like an E string and then a B string, you know, and and uh, uh, um, or no, sorry, E D, yeah, right, E D A, whatever it is, E A, E A, right, okay. Um. It's E-A-D-G-B-E. Yes. Okay. I do know what the notes, I do know the strings <laughs> on a guitar, I promise you. Um, anyway, but instead of, um, uh, instead of like an E and an A string, what, what they had was, um, someone had just put two E strings, um, <laughs> and they just tuned that, they just tuned that E string like, uh, uh, no, no, that's what it was, two A strings, and they had tuned the A string just really, really loose to be, to simulate an E string. And I'm like, Oh no, you guys, you can't do that. Like you can't use an A string for an E and just tune it really low, but that's because like, they don't have like, you know, they don't have like a a pack of strings. You're like, I I went to the store beforehand, you know, like 10 bucks for, you know, for, for some new strings. Um, and for them it's like, they don't have it. So they Mm -hmm. just find whatever string works and they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, let's just tune it down. So, you know, I'm showing them how to put strings on. I'm showing them how to tune their strings, uh, because those things just, you know, aren't like technically there. Mm-hmm. It's not in their toolbox. So uh, it was really fun uh, to show them some of these things, but also really eye opening. Right. You know, but, but also like, I mean, the fact that they, they don't know those things doesn't keep them from worshiping. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, and not, and not only does it not keep them like, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, the music there is incredible. Um, I mean, you you feel so alive. You know, you feel so free. You you're, you you like you just smile. You have so much fun, and then you step back and you realize, wait a minute. When was the last time I had that much fun? Right, <laughs> right. When's the last time I had this much fun yeah. leading worship? Like, and not only that, these are people who don't really technically know what they're doing, who are using the wrong strings on their guitars, who are playing out of tune, who have singers that aren't singing the right in the right pitch. You know, uh, the the musicians are trying to find what key the person's in, but the person's like, you know, ha- yeah, it's like half, <laughs> half, you know, half flat, half sharp, you know, and all that aside, these are people who are in poverty. Mm-hmm. Like these are people who, um, if we were... In America, in that situation, like instead instead of like singing and dancing and smiling and just like having an amazing time celebrating the goodness of God, I, I imagine there'd be a lot of people uh, in that situation if they were in America that would be like, "Oh man, I hate my life. This mm-hmm. is the worst. This isn't fair," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they come they they come to church and and they play and they sing and it's it's beautiful and it's joyful and here's the other thing 
it is at least a hundred degrees inside the church. <laughs> I'm not joking you, man. Yeah. Like no AC, mm-hmm. no fans, especially when the electricity is out. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have a couple wall fans, but when the electricity is out, you got nothing. You know, and, and it's just a box. Like it is just a sweat box in there. And not only is it hot, uh the humidity, like the heat index in the Dominican mm-hmm. Republic is off the charge. And we're right. talking like probably a ninety percent humidity. Mm-hmm. Like eighty to ninety percent humidity every day, so you you just like you just step outside and you're sweating. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much moisture in the air, and so you're inside this church. You take a shower to dry off. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's funny in the Dominican Republic they they don't have hot waters. They don't have warm showers. Mm-hmm. Like the the concept of of hot water heaters is foreign to them. Right. Everyone takes cold showers mm-hmm. because right everyone's so hot all the time. You know. Um, but yeah, you, you take a, you take a shower and like you step out and, and you're, you know, you're dried and warmed up and sweating within mm-hmm. five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but no, it, it's crazy because you're in this church. It is just a hot, sweaty mess. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone is sweating. It is stuffy in there. There, there's, there's, Stinky. yeah, it, it, there's, there's 200 people, you know, um, 150 maybe crammed into this, this little church it's not super little but a sweat box of a church no ac nothing and it is loud man <laughs> it is loud they only know one volume it's either on or off and when it's on it's loud mm-hmm. so i have a little decibel meter on my phone which isn't like super terribly accurate but it gives you a good mm-hmm. idea and you know, at one point I pulled it out, and and it was it was um it was averaging one fifteen and peaking at like one eighteen, um wh- which is rivaling any rock concert oh, you yeah. go to, yeah, yeah, like like That's one louder than some rock, concerts. yeah, like like yeah, you go to a you go to a pretty heavy duty concert, you're gonna be hearing mm-hmm. like one fifteen to one twenty, you mm-hmm. know, um, and but my whole point in saying that is. It's just it's it's their it's their perspective, it's their attitude, it's their heart behind the whole thing. Like, here are people with very little, you know, in poverty, um, playing musicians that they technically don't know how to play, um, that have wrong strings on them. They they don't know the right way to play them, but it's not stopping them. It is hot, sweaty, and loud, but it's not stopping them. So really, maybe you're not saying this directly, but but kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> Um, is that is that in America, um, we've come up with like every excuse possible to not worship. So true. It's like it's like no, it's it, for what you know. It's like basically we're just too lazy to worship, and so like so we have a list, a laundry list of like like fourteen hundred pages. Like it's like it's like as big as the healthcare act paperwork, <laughs> right? I mean, like. <laughs> And so we have that many excuses about why we can't worship, but yeah. really it just boils down to well, we're just lazy. We don't, we're not, we don't have, it's our heart. Yeah. It's our heart because yeah. here's these people in the DR and I mean, they, they don't have much and it's, it's sweating all right. But man, they are just like the joy on their faces, like the smiles, the way that, I mean, everyone's just like dancing and singing. And can you imagine what, what would oh, happen man. at your church or my church if people showed up and it was a hundred degrees in the building and we were and playing music at, at 115, 115 decibels? decibels. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, pe- people would literally walk out the doors. They wouldn't just walk out. They'd never come back. They, they, yeah. They wouldn't come back. Exactly. Yeah. The, and and I think ago we talked about it in the last episode. It's that entitlement thing, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, well, 
I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put up with a church that doesn't have AC or is that hot. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put up with a church that plays music that loud. I'm not going to put up with a church where the people don't even know how to play their instrument the right way. <laughs> like that person was singing out of tune and the band couldn't even figure out what key he was in for a minute. And then the song went on for 10 minutes. I'm not going to put I up with that. can't stand for 10 minutes. Yeah. But like, you know, I think it's just like... It's just absurd, really. I mean, like the the laundry list of reasons that we come up with for for why we can't worship or why worship has to be a certain way or, or the, you know, the dissertation upon dissertation that's been done about how worship has to be, you know, it's like, let's just drop it. Like, let's, let's like, let's cut all the crap. Let's just, let's just, let's, let's siphon all the junk off and let's figure out a way somehow we can like start a revolution and, and become people who are really committed and passionate to worshiping God. Yeah. Like, let's do that. Yeah. What does that look like? What does it, what does it look like to be committed and passionate about worshiping God? Not just, not to just like to do the best music, to have the best mix, to have the best musicians, to write the best songs, to, you know, whatever it is, you know, the best lights, to have the, have the most creative light presentation, the most, uh, you know, artistic videos with the best storytelling and whatever the list of things like, like, I think all those things are good. I think all of those things can be worship if they're done, if they're done with the right mentality, the right heart behind it. But they, they also very, very quickly and easily take us away from what worship is supposed to be. And and it's interesting because, yeah, I mean, they, they don't even have like a video, you know, there's no words, overhead video projector. I mean, there's nothing like mm-hmm. it's just people singing song. And so my get to sing it for yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, and I, so I was going to say, and I think that's why, <laughs> seriously, I think that's why they sing a song for 10 minutes long because usually by like like the eight or, eight or nine minute mark, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I think I know the words yeah, of the song now. I got it. I can sing it. I got it. it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but it's it's great, man. Like, maybe they just did it like, they usually do it eight minutes, but they did it 10 minutes for you so you guys could pick it there up. There we go. There we go. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's cool. I mean, it obviously... You know, Dominican Republic worship is unique for that culture. And, you know, obviously American worship is unique for our culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I can't necessarily, like, we can't necessarily take that Dominican worship band and bring it to America because it wouldn't translate. Mm -hmm. Just like I couldn't take my American, you know, worship band and bring it to Dominican because it wouldn't translate. But I think there's things that we can learn, you know? Yeah, and I just... I just think we've, I think, you know, I was, I was talking about uh, distraction this last week at church and, you know, it's so easy to be distracted. We have so many things to be distracted by now. Um, and, and maybe, you know, I've heard, you know, people call us the the distracted generation and, mm. and like literally, I mean, I'm talking about how, how easy it is to be distracted by your phones and like looking around as I'm talking uh, four or five people like on Facebook on their phones, you know, during, during the message. And I'm like, it's just too easy. Like there's just, there's just so many opportunities for distraction and it's just, it's been, it's become so easy for us to look at anything as an excuse to distract us away from the main thing. Yeah. And, um, man, what, what would happen what would happen in in the church in America if if we just changed our focus? Not I'm not like like you're like you were saying. I'm not saying we need to like we need to just like bring all the people from the Dominican Republic over and have them start leading our worship services. It might be kind of fun and awesome, but um, but but like what would happen if we uh, if we took the same mindset that they have? Mm-hmm. Like where we are going to just worship God 
for for however long we have and we're just going to give it everything we got for this for this time frame and and like and then and that's the number one thing that drives all of our decision making that drives all of our creativity that drives everything about why we are doing worship at all right like we want we want to worship god it's not about you know, we have to keep ethel happy it's not about ethel. like we can't we can't do this song because my guitarist doesn't like it and so if if we do it he's not going to play this week <laughs> uh, you know it's we've got all these things that that kind of cloud us cloud our vision when it comes to comes to worship and somehow we've got to figure out a way to shake all of that off and and really get to what worship is supposed to be about Uh, good words but uh yeah so there we are 32 minutes seems like we like we we have more and more to say i know podcast i know like like we we keep running out of time we're not short on words are we no, not after, 132 episodes <laughs> later. We're still talking. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, you know, keep it, keep your uh, ear out for for the coming uh, crossover episode of Worship Ministry Catalyst. We'll With let FM. you know when that's coming. Um, and go while you're at it, go check out uh, the the Frequency FM podcast and make sure you're you're giving Joe and Dan their their opportunity at uh, at your ears and. Um, <laughs> Really weird way to say to say that, but but uh, that this was is weird. this has been episode one thirty two. You can find us online www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can uh, follow us on twitter.com slash uh, twitter.com slash wm catalyst, facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst. You can send an email to david worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at three six zero eight one eight four three three nine. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.